0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to New Hill Talks, a podcast for the members and regular attenders of New Hill Church. My name is Michael Meadows. I'm the lead pastor at New Hill Church. Uh, Mark Sherry, pastoral candidate.
1: I am Gary Fox, associate pastor of the month, two months in a row.
0: And we are thankful to get to serve you guys, um, our church family. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, some things to do with uh, the birth of Jesus. And I want to go ahead and open it up with uh, something that was um, sent in to us. I didn't give you guys a heads up because uh, this um, doesn't require you all to, to write your all's papers like you do before you come in, uh, Pastor Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always come in well prepared, yeah. but we got an email. Oh, Burkhoff said, uh, <laughs> Yeah. this time I'm not as prepared. Yeah. So uh, this is from one of our members. Uh, it says, recently I was asked by a co-worker about the gifts the, gifts the kings brought to Jesus. Uh, she commented that Jesus was supposed to be born in a manger. Uh, that was in quotes, right? Supposed to be, in quotes. Um, born in a manger. Uh, but he was brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So was he rich or poor? Um, our member answered to them um, that he was a savior sent to uh, sent for us to have new life, but on earth he was financially a poor guy. Uh, but in reading, the gifts were wealthy gifts. So what happened to those gifts and how were they spent? Mm. Um, so we actually... Uh, don't know exactly why the three gifts were given. Like There's no real indication of this right. is why gold was given, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, I don't know that we have it recorded, but um, early on in our church, one of the first two Decembers, I believe, um, I think first two, we talked about those gifts. That's what our series was. Uh, each week was on each one of the gifts. Because there is significance behind those gifts and whether or not they were thought out or if it's just what the, uh, those men had on hand. Hmm. Um, it was but one of the cool things I read and then I'll let you guys give your uh, your thoughts the gold would have been really interesting um, and that it could have financially provided um, and I think I I read this from Got Questions a few years ago when I was going through this uh, the gold could have actually fronted their bill to Egypt because Hmm. they weren't sure they weren't wealthy you know Joseph and Mary didn't have a lot of money so that actually could have covered their trip running from the tyrannical uh, Herod you know which is, sure. that, I mean, to me, I thought that There's was a, a really interesting remember, theory.
1: Though. The first thing is that the Magi, the wise men, didn't show up in the manger in, in the, when Christ was born. That's a misconception. So when you see the nativity scenes that have the Magi there, that did not happen.
0: They who, did, who, who came that night? The shepherds. Right.
1: The shepherds were there. The Magi were not there until Jesus was about two years old. Right about mm. the time when it had been right before Herod, yeah. So, yeah.
0: so really, the gold could have. I mean, it would have been.
1: Oh, tradition. I mean, that's the tradi- church or ancient church fathers. And if I would have had a chance to prepare, I could have probably figured it out. Yeah. Thanks
2: for letting us. Thanks,
1: but no. That that is the the traditional and, the, and probably the most um, common sense view is that they took the, because remember the magi that was all like when Herod heard that. It was from the Magi, and he's like, "Oh, tell, 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 me where he's at." Right. They went. They went home a different way, so they didn't have to deal with him. But it wasn't right, right after that. They he kind of ascertained that it would have been, um, you, you know, two years and younger is the age range, and so uh, the Lord warned Joseph in a dream to get Mary and the baby out of there, and so it, it is almost certain that he used those gifts. To fund not just the gold but the, the frankincense and myrrh to fund them to get into egypt and to su- to survive how long does it the, i'm sure the bible says how long they were there they weren't there in for, egypt yeah and uh, then they came back once herod was dead a couple years probably
0: yeah it should be matthew 2 which one what are you talking about how
1: long they were in egypt
2: I don't think it says how it may long. may not say so exactly. He rose up and took the child and his mother by night and departed. It doesn't. So probably when, he, when until, he was until until the death of Herod. Right. So, we so that's why sure. that's when they come Yeah, back. we can. Maybe Josephus
1: could tell us right. who, who how long that would have been. It was not real long, but you want to call him he up. He probably Josephus probably wrote about it, but
2: he did he did he wrote everything. Yeah, about but
1: uh, it. it probably paid. It was probably enough for them to get there, and then Joseph probably got established and probably started doing carpentry work there. Just to live day to day, and then uh, whatever was left over, they probably use it to come home because that—that was a heck of a, ju- a journey right to be able to do that. <clears throat> so that's an excellent question, and it doesn't make sense if you associate the wise men showing up the night Jesus was born.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> here's a, a quick rundown on the other two gifts. I, I found the article that I actually had read a couple years ago. Um, Frankincense is a white resin or gum. It's uh, obtained from a tree by making incisions to the bark and allowing the gum uh, to flow out. Highly fragrant fragrant when burned and therefore was used in worship, uh, where it was burned as a pleasant offering to God, Exodus 30, verse 34. Um, And this would have been symbolic, uh, we believe, of the holiness and righteousness of God. So some kind of uh, tip of the hat to to knowing who God was, Jesus in the flesh. Uh, Myrrh uh, was also a product of Arabia. Um, obtained from a tree in the same manner as frankincense, as a spice used for embalming, um, and they believe that this would have referred to um, or symbolized uh, bitterness, suffering, and affliction, which uh, Jesus would grow and and suffer for his people. Hmm. James Foss and again, that, there's. Let me make it clear. It's, it's it, speculation. Yeah, speculation. So it's it's looking into the gifts. Um, Exactly why they were given, we don't know. But um, that was—it was really interesting to me a few years ago when we preached through that, um, thinking about those gifts in that but way. All because, three because, were valuable. Yeah, so. and, and and Jesus's birth wasn't an accident. Like, I mean, when you see the birth of Jesus, you've got to look to the cross because Jesus came for a purpose, not as just some little boy, not not a hundred um, percent human and not being God. He was God, hundred percent God, hundred percent man. Um, and he came for a purpose to save his people mark.
2: Yeah, I say James Fawcett Brown a decent commentary speculates on this that the gold was presented the infant king in token of his royalty the frankincense in token of his divinity and the Myrrh of his sufferings or that they were designed to express his divine and human natures or that the prophetical priestly and kingly offices of Christ were are to be seen in these gifts. Or <laughs> just keeps on going with all these. Right. Joel Osteen you know, says that, it's
0: actually prosperity. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean What's even, commentary even
2: though he became you know poor that we might remember, be rich. Remember he was the
1: son of a carpenter. What drew wise men? First of all, we don't know if there was three of them. That's another tradition. We don't know how many there were. But what drew them? The star. The star. When did the star show up? Before Above was, the manger the night he was born. Yeah. The star didn't stay there, they saw that star, they're all the way over and in where Timbuktu, wherever they are, so it took them a couple years, year and a half to two years, to go from that. They saw the star, and they said, for whatever reason, we're not sure what how they made that connection, but they knew something was up. So that's why they started traveling, and that's where that time gap is. They didn't start traveling until they saw the star, and that star was only there that night. How do we know that?
2: Yeah, show me in your Bible, Gary. <coughs> you guys so the two the two accounts are really Matthew 2 and Luke 2. Those are the two, you know, in uh, yeah, the two accounts of the birth of Jesus, right? There's no other synopsis. Mark doesn't Mark doesn't go through it. Nope. John, John doesn't, doesn't go
0: through it. John jumps right in. Yeah. The right. the best you get from John would be like John like 1.14, where it became flesh and dwelt among us.
2: Right. Yeah. We that saw his out. we Jesus. saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Yeah, that's I've I've heard some interesting takes on that of astro, astrology right about how they were like diviners. I mean, I I don't know all the background. I'm not expert on, you know, the nativity scene, but I know some of it is garbage, and some of it might be useful.
0: I read a really cool article this year uh, from the Gospel Coalition about um, the birth in the manger, hmm. and how uh, it's very likely Jesus wasn't born in a barn. Hmm. Yeah, I'll send that to you guys. Yeah, send it. So it, it was talking about words like an inn would have been like a, a big family room, um, and then there was something with like a manger. There was like a, a room adjacent to that that room. So the the point was Joseph might have been there. Uh, with his family, and there was no room in the inn because we talk about an innkeep like this person who comes up, like a hotel right, receptionist. Right, right. We no more right. rooms. Well, yeah.
2: The kids, that, The kid. And, and don't you know, get like kids. I'm not right. telling. If awesome. you're
0: listening to this, I'm not telling you like to to leave that story behind. Uh, <laughs> with, Actually, with, with so a lot of these details, th- we, we don't know. There's no
1: more room so meaning Mary's about to give birth. You've got men, women, boys, and girls in this house, this inn this that we it's not like what we would think of today right and so uh, it was probably thought of as indecent for her to be laying there giving birth in front of everybody God and everybody in that inn so she there it's not that there was no extra rooms plural it was kind of one or two three room you know it was kind of like just a house hmm. and so for privacy As much as anything, they probably moved her to this secondary room Hmm. where there would have been a manger and and that sort of thing. So it wasn't like out back in the barn somewhere.
0: And I personally, I think, no, again, there's like a lot of symbolism I know that people use, like with the barn and like, you know, but it makes a lot of sense that Joseph would have family back where he's from uh, that he would have stayed with. But again, I'm not saying forsake the, the traditional story. But there's a lot that we assume with it. I mean, there really is. Like you said, like they weren't there that night.
1: Like this inn was probably smaller than your house. Yeah, I, I think I'm the, <laughs> serious. Like imagine kind of I'm like my your, house is small, but not your really. house yeah. without the upstairs, maybe. Like they did not have right. big, huge. So it's not like you know what I mean. Like the the tr- Well, yeah, so because cute. because
0: the way we built houses is so we can hang out and be entertained. Right. And houses, then you slept, you, you slept ate, and yeah, you left, have your dinner, sure. yeah. yeah right. So. Um, no room for iPads there. Well, here, here's the greatest question:
2: is what's the verse that talks about the angel with a squishy face? From the video the kids put together with Jeremy. Jeremy du- I tell du- you with what, Jeremy Dubois, the best.
1: When I think of a squishy faced angel, I think it's of Jeremy it's, Dubois. The best, the best well.
0: was uh, your boy, uh, uh, the fall off the donkey. Oh yeah. I think I'm falling off the donkey, and I'm like. I don't think Mary talked like that. I think Donkey talked like <laughs> yeah, that from, from scratch. <laughs> that's what he was thinking of. I'm about to right. fall off the donkey. And I'm like, oh. I didn't I can't make go. that connection with Dude, that. Dude the kids were that was great. Well,
2: off topic, when you uh I think it was a couple Sundays ago, you said, Kids, what's Christmas about? And, this was um, this past week. Was this past week? Talking um, about the little girl was like. What? Uh, Jeff and Megan's yeah, daughter. Kid, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. Me! That was great. <laughs> the whole congregation erupts in the That's one of the things it's we'll like, talk
1: about for 30, 40 years. For, you know for I mean? sure. And then, that little girl will be getting married, you know what I mean? <laughs> and we'll be like,
0: telling this I'll get to do her wedding, old and mm-hmm. gray, and I'll be like. What's your wedding effect? I remember when you were way high. <laughs> and you said Christmas was about me. Let me tell you what, son. You've got a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that I was, was great. telling him now, the
2: premarital counseling that she's giving the, the you know collective view of all women in marriage. What's marriage about? Me.
0: <laughs> so another interesting thing hey, when we now. talk about hey, <laughs> when we talk about the uh, the birth of Jesus, um, a lot of interest is, is in the virgin birth. Hmm. Um, you know, we we as humans naturally wonder, like, how is that possible? Um, and then, not only is it possible, the Bible talks about it, um, it happened, but it's important that for Orthodox Christianity, right, to have the right view of, of the Scriptures, um, Jesus was born of a virgin. Um, why is that important to believe and to hold to? Right. Like, what's the problem? There's, because
1: that's one of the things that people instantly, the critics will say, well, that can't happen. and you, This is mythology. I mean, obviously this is something that Luke added in to try to connect Isaiah and it wasn't literally I mean, maybe she was unfaithful to Joseph, maybe it was Joseph, maybe it was who knows, but right. they had to concoct this story and make it fit that Jesus wasn't illegitimate, he was virgin born. And so right. you had to create this whole mythology
2: and you would be shocked how many seminaries teach that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And then they point to the fact that a lot of the old time religions in the Old Testament uh, and even today that they point to virgin birth and mm-hmm. they know it's just a fake story. Mm-hmm. Like you said, mythology. Right. So, so pa- and it's one of these things, so is this the doctrine
1: that we fight about? Like is this, is this the type of thing that if, uh, you know, would we associate with a church or denomination to deny this, like is it really that big of a deal? Like, to believe that Jesus was not virgin born.
2: Yeah, I mean this I this, this is one of the if, if you look at the Christian confessions uh, throughout history a, almost all of them of any value reference the necessity of the virgin birth. So that's a good question. What you asked it, why why is the virgin birth necessary? Are you asking me? I'm asking it. Why is it? A, I'm well, looking why ahead. is it?
1: A, in other words, why <laughs> would we say to deny it is a
2: heresy? Right and put you outside of Christianity. And, and maybe, maybe we, so uh, a lot of the people who deny this, they try to use the Bible to justify their position. And they'll turn to he, uh, Isaiah seven fourteen, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they say that word, alma can be used of young maiden or, you know, young woman, which is true, and then in the next chapter in Isaiah, what's her name? Mashur um, shal has, has you know Isaiah's wife conceives a child, and it was kind of a prototype in a sense.
1: The revised we've and all heard of the revi- new the revised RSV. yes. the original revised version says
2: young, young maiden, young maiden. Yep, and and then the problem with that is that in Matthew two, um, before we get into why this was important, uh, the New Testament authors use the word that's exclusive to virgin, and even before that, when the seventy uh, elders wrote the Greek translation of the Old Testament. They used the same word that the New Testament authors used, which was yeah. exclusive to virgin. So, so they understood They, it they understood that the Messiah was to be born of a virgin. And as to its importance, uh, we were just talking about this before with different positions on it. But ultimately, we needed someone who was a uh, a sinless substitute who could identify with us who is both God and man. God, because God's wrath was kindled against us and to relate us to God. And man, because we are men and women and children who need someone who to, took on flesh. Um, so how does that connect? Well, I think like, had, What does that have to do with the virgin birth? So, so the, the virgin birth, um, again, we talked about, you know, before the podcast, and there are different views on this. Um, but one of the things we discussed was that, uh, Adam sin came into the world through Adam, not through Eve, because she was deceived and he well knew what he was doing, even though he sinned after her. So he was the representative of us all. And one of the options out there is that the sin nature comes through the man, it's transmitted through the man. And so, um, in order for the virgin birth or for, for the savior to come in the world as God in flesh. he, God selected a worthy uh, virgin who had not known a man um, and therefore the sin nature was not transmitted but even more than that um, it, was, it had to be a miraculous work of the Holy Spirit I don't know if I cleared up that question I probably didn't but
1: So, what so, so your view you would say is that um, the fact that Christ uh, was virgin born that there's a connection there between him and then between that happening and him not having a, a sin nature because he didn't have an earthly father. In other words, not, not, that the sin nature is passed to us, to humans, through the father and not the mother.
2: Yes, but because Mary was a sinner, there there's never been another virgin birth. So, you, you, and we can, this is, this is, you know, debatable. This is an unorthodox, provided you believe in the virgin birth. Right, It, it is uh, a foundation of the Christian faith. Uh, but yes, so even if um, there was another virgin birth, which there hasn't been, then I wouldn't think that person would be bought that, brought in the world without sin necessarily. Uh, but I do think in general that it does come through the line of man. So what were you gonna say? Uh, so you, you would say that it is exclusively through the man. It seems that that would be the,
1: mo- the logical outcome of of the, what the Bible describes about the role of uh, how sin entered into the world and then how it's transmitted and I think that the fact that Christ was virgin-born complements that view it, it it just reinforces that view or points to it as an example of um, of how that dynamic would work out. Because what if he wasn't virgin born? Right. You know, how would that have affected his nature?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his father would be earthly. Right. He'd have an earthly father with imputed guilt of that earthly father from Adam. That's
1: correct. So that, so when you start monkeying around with the virgin birth, you are monkeying around with the nature of Christ himself. Be- and that's why this becomes a very serious thing, I believe. I believe and puts you outside of the scope of Orthodox Christianity. Because <clears throat> a couple things. One, the Bible says he was born of a virgin. Right. Repeatedly. Who did not know a man. Like, you know, right. that Joseph kept her a virgin until after Jesus was born. On and on and on. So the first thing, the problem is that, of course, like. You just don't believe the Bible.
0: Right. Which, so, I want to say, like, one thing to that. Like, we we do know that, like, people wrestle with things. So, like, being able to articulate one thing. But this is important, too. So, maybe this is the second point you're going into. So, like, maybe you're wrestling. You're not always going to agree with everything we say. But this is important because it really gets into the deity of Christ. Because Jesus... So, Mary wasn't just walking around and, like, oh, we found out, like, she was, you know, um, pregnant and whatever. The Bible says she was conceived, that Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Right. So like something happened, right? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, Mary didn't just, it wasn't by chance, it wasn't just this random thing. Like not only was she told, but we're told that it was, uh, that Jesus was conceived uh, by the Holy Spirit. So like it gets into his deity.
1: Right. And then his, yeah, and his human nature. Yeah. Both. Both. Because so again, the idea is that, or the doctrine would be that and it, you know, I know there's some different views on this, uh, but the, the just the the doctrine essentially would be that the sinful nature that we inherit, we get from we that comes through the, the man,
2: right.
1: And it goes all the way back, dad, 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 all the way back to Adam,
0: right. Yeah.
1: Christ yep. interrupted that, or God, you know, the Father interrupted that circuit. Through the virgin birth it was you know the Holy Spirit came upon her which is which indicates some kind of divine intervention was happening here which touches to his deity but him not having an earthly father affects his humanity it affects his human nature so he had a human mother who did not have the ability by nature of her gender to uh, pass on a sinful nature so it's not as if he got all of her humanity but that Hmm. because it's not something something she got from her father but it's not something she can transmit it's transmitted through the father and so Christ was fully man because of his virgin birth as well fully God and fully man then if you monkey with that you are either going to monkey with his deity or you're going to monkey with his humanity I believe because if it's something that the woman could also transfer, then then there's something about her humanity that was not transferred to Christ. Yeah. So then you start wondering. A good point. How much was he ninety nine percent human? Like what, right. what? What are we doing here?
2: So then um, he only died for ninety nine percent of us. Yeah. Right. So ninety nine percent of our nature.
1: It affects both. Like when you start monkeying with the virgin birth. You're monkeying with the nature of Christ, who was fully God, fully man. Right. And so, when these big shots at these seminaries, and it's just pitiful that this is questioned in seminary
2: of all places.
1: Yeah, you know, I can right. understand the Muslims not believing this, or the Mormons, right. or whoever. So by the way, the Mormons don't believe this.
2: They don't believe in the virgin birth. No,
1: they believe God the Father had a son. Oh, that's right. Mary. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, and, and Satan is the half brother of, of, uh, of Jesus. Of of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Yes, the Mormons yeah. believe that. I, I believe. We're Jehovah Witnesses. All yeah,
0: right. that's that's Mormons. So, yeah. so this is one of the, the questions in the New City Catechism. You know, Maley and I've uh, been going over, and man, I've I've sat on this It's three questions for her, um, and I mean, it's so important, and like I'm really trying to get her like to grasp it, and you know, like I don't think she fully understands she it. Obviously, she's five. Yeah, but. Um, the first question is, is, what kind of redeemer did we need to redeem us? And the answer is one that is fully God and fully human, right? And that would be Jesus. And then the next question is, why, why must God, or why must Jesus be fully um, God? And, you know, she'll say, uh, so he could save us from our sins. Right. Because he's God. He's the only one who can take the eternal wrath of the Father. And then, mainly, okay, why must he be fully human? her answer so he could represent us. Yeah. Right. Like and we get that from scripture, but like it all goes back to the virgin birth, right? Like it, right. this is how it's playing out. And that's why it's important and, and what you guys are saying is why like, I, I don't believe know how outside you of this is outside of orthodoxy. Deny the
1: virgin birth. Well, it, and then, and then at the same time which I don't know if these guys do this. They probably deny his his they, nature as well. Yes, so yes. right. It, it, how do you deny the virgin birth and still maintain the uh, the dual natures of Christ. I don't.
2: You they, don't. You can't. Well, it's not just that. This once, once somebody rejects a very clear uh, truth from Scripture, it never stops there. I've never met a person no. or heard of a theology or like like a group who's like, "Oh, we agree with everything you agree with, except the virgin birth." It it always moves to the errancy of Scripture. the next thing you know, you've got a lesbian as yeah. the pastor of the church. I'm right. serious. I'm not yeah. kidding. They, they deny the miracles of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. It's, it comes as a bundle. And I just... Have you guys ever met someone who just disagrees with the virgin birth? Right. And, so, everything
0: and, and I think that no. that should be a warning to everybody listening. Um, Christians just so, like, widely... It's just thrown out there. Like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So then we, like, take that and it's like, oh, okay, so that's that's someone I can listen to and trust you've got to dig in a little bit deeper because when someone does start to deny this it, that's why we say it's outside of orthodox Christianity, pretty much we're saying they're not Christians, they're not a real Christian Like they need to, to really understand this and maybe, maybe they were told that and they're just saying it and you show them the scripture and they believe it, that's why I went back to what you were like, right. there's a point where you're learning to articulate there are other points where we can disagree uh, with one another, this is a crucial doctrine I'll and when, give you an example people, of that, my
1: grandma my
0: grandma, and probably at the age of
1: seventy-two or so. I think she died at eighty-two. Yeah. We were at, we were over, at probably around Christmas time. And we're sitting around, and my, and she makes a comment. I was little, so I don't remember exactly her, what she said, other than, well, that can't be
0: true about the Virgin Birth.
1: <laughs> my dad, about had a. Was it his mom? Yeah, he about had a stroke. <laughs> what? And, and then he had to like explain it to her, and then she's like, "Oh!" And then he's like pulling out the Bible, King James, of course, showing her in there, and she's like, "Oh, okay." But like, right, I'm, I just distinctly remember my dad about falling out of the chair,
0: and you see and what his he did? mother
1: is going, "That can't happen."
0: What did he do though? He turned Explained to the scriptures, to her. yeah, and, and she and-
1: had the Holy Spirit and you know it was saved and just, but so oh, often okay. like
0: I hear, I hear stories oh this person they're a believer we share a lot of the same values and then they tell me this and it's like then Then they come to us you know seeking counsel like well like are we doing this wrong or is this right or wrong and you pry a little bit and you're like oh they're so Seventh-day It's yeah. <laughs> like you shouldn't listen to them any- Like what they're- we're talking
1: about is somebody who's actually studied these issues out they've read the Bible they've heard the arguments and then they say I don't believe that it's like, whoa, pal, what do you mean you don't
0: believe? And it? this is huge because what else do you not believe? to who Jesus is.
1: Yes, and the infallibility of Scripture and on and on and on. Um, and so it is, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a big deal. So we need to be sure that, like when we're teaching our children, that we emphasize the virgin birth. And they may not even understand what that means. I remember as a little kid, Hearing about that, and just being told she wasn't married yet, and you're supposed to be married <laughs> before you start having babies.
0: And then you became a teenager, and, then, and you're like, so "Oh, you don't have to be married like for that to happen."
1: I remember. When no, because as a, as
0: a kid, you you really are trying to like. I remember, that, like,
1: how old was I? Anyway, my one cousin—I won't say her name. She got pregnant. She was probably 14 or 15 years old, and I remember distinctly going, "How in the world? <laughs> how did you do that? Did that happen? She's not married." Of that, that, my parents... Gary, seventeen. I'm, whoa, whoa, son. Let me. I'm sorry. We never had this talk. But no, that was. It, but that was how it was explained to me. And so maybe that's how you have to explain to your kids that they weren't married yet. And so God did a miracle in her. But emphasize this virgin birth. It ma- It definitely matters, and it's something that we need to pass on and make sure is ironclad to the next generation. Right. Because they're not gonna. They're gonna have every. It's going to be contradicted to them. Yeah, it, at school and, and you know their friends and so forth.
2: It really couldn't be clear when you look at Isaiah
0: seven and compare that with what right. Matthew See, and you're going writes. to prophecy too. Yeah, yes. so, so, so they knew. So this was even a sign. So, first off, yes, very important. Um, it goes into the nature of Christ. This is how uh, Jesus in this this life is fully God, fully human, God incarnate. Okay, but it's prophesied. So it was a sign for them to know that the yes. Messiah was here. And, it was a, and then it was like <laughs> yeah. the sign. Right at you know, like that point. Yeah. Right. And so this wasn't like an afterthought. It wasn't like, Oh, let's make this something like some kind of story. Like this okay. was prophesied that the Messiah would come born of a virgin. Um, and and I think sometimes we just try and like separate the old Testament from new Testament so much. So I love that you keep going back to Isaiah because this was prophesied. Like we were told over and over that this has been the father's plan, uh, since before the foundation of the world. And if
1: that didn't happen, what does it say about prophecy?
2: Yeah, it's fallible well, uh, well, along
0: with scripture. And yeah, I mean, you can't you can't trust it. So this
2: is so, definitely a cornerstone. But but it, you know, back to this point, you really the only people that, that I know of now that I think through it who deny the virgin birth are those who deny the inerrancy and infallibility of scripture. Yes. Now right. we shouldn't have to have two categories because we start infallibility saying, oh, and inerrancy, but we do because people have you know changed terms. But, yeah, yeah at the end of the day, do you believe your Bible or not? And view it as a blessing, right? The Bible is full of crazy stories. I mean, stranger, stranger than, you know, many other stories. But um, the Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to see their truth. And our salvation is contingent on his virgin birth. Real, let
0: real me, fast. Let
1: me, real, uh, just to touch on, just to be more clear, when he mentions... Infallibility. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, were
0: you? I was. I was gonna say, uh, just just for the sake of um, anybody who's popping in, maybe doesn't know those terms. It's okay if you don't know those terms, um, since you're using them over and over, brother. uh, Infallibility. So, what is it?
2: Inspired by God with um, without error. Well, Well, inerrancy is without error. So, so infallible is incapable of error. Here, here, back up. Let me let me back up. Let me
1: let me help. Infallible means it does it has no errors. There's no right. fallacies. Does right. not contain an error. Right. Okay, So you could theoretically have a phone Sorry, book that's, that's infallible. No, no, no. You yeah. could have an infallible phone book, in theory. Right. A phone book where every name is spelled correctly, every address is correct, every phone number is correct. It is theoretically possible Yeah,
2: there can have
1: inerrancy. We had to go another step and say not only is there no
2: errors, yeah. There cannot be any error. It cannot err. Kind of like Jesus with, without sin. Yes. Right? And we, there's there's an argument of peccability versus impeccability. So, peccable means sin. So, peccability is you could sin. Now... The people who believe in the peccability of Jesus, they say that he did not sin but he could have. Right. And then the impeccability so, yes. is he he did not and he could not have. So we're we're saying the scriptures not only do not have error, but they cannot have error. Right. Because God's word can't be broken. That's correct.
0: So yeah. infallible and capable of error. No. No, yes
1: other way. No. Infallible inerrant. has no error. Inerrant
0: cannot in, in, error. Infallible is incapable of making mistakes or being wrong.
2: Yeah. Inerrant means there's no error. Infallible means there can be no error. Huh. It, it, again, we shouldn't even have to do that. I right. no, Yeah, I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah, it's is, is like uh, liberal theologians who just want to play loosey-goosey with the text and reinterpret things. They have come into the seminaries and they've said, yeah, it's, it's inerrant. But it's not infallible, and and we just constantly—it's a moving target for them. You you constantly have to redefine it. The church has had to do it for thousands of years. Well, then you had to get into
1: the verbal plenary in there. It's all yes. These, like you yes. keep even getting more clear with it. But anyway, so that's a perfect example. The the point of, of you bringing it all the way around, right? Um, that the Bible says that it's prophesied in the Old Testament. It's it's clarified and and confirmed in the New Testament. So when you start saying, Well, I still don't believe that, mm-hmm. buddy, that has all kinds of implications as to everything else you believe and don't right. believe. Right. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's it is a major heresy. Yeah. I mean, we'll stack the wood and burn you at the stake quickly
0: over this one.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and what's interesting absolutely. is is yeah, a, the, the father the father <laughs> this, this
0: guy, what is he, a preter- preterist? Is that the law? Partial 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 preterist. Preterist. Okay.
2: So the first the first Adam, his father was God. Right? Yes. The second Adam, his father was God. Yes. And and we needed the second Adam to come and undo and merit the works that the first Adam failed to do. So that's that's why again, it's 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 not just, you know, symmetry between the two. It's it's the way God has ordained things to work out to send his son into the world right. to save us from our sin.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think that's all really good, and I think we've hit on like the importance of it. I know that you want to touch on some of the creeds real quick, maybe before we sign off. But Yeah, so some
2: of the earliest Christian confessions say, state this in each of them. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, which was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, etc. And those are all there combating errors in the early church in the Apostles' Creed. Or the Nicene Creed. And those errors, by the way, had to do with his nature. Yes, yes. And and denials of... So they were using the virgin birth
1: as a weapon against heresy.
2: Right, right. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, is the Nicene Creed, who for us men and for salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, etc. And it goes on, each confession spells this out because in every age there are men who want to deny this critical pillar of truth that is contingent on our salvation yes
1: yep 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 by the way in those creeds it talks about the Virgin Mary and sometimes you'll even see that term capitalized Virgin Mary and so it's important to I just think just to mention that she was a virgin until Jesus was born yes and then Joseph married her and had children with her so she did not remain a virgin so she's not now the the virgin mary in Mm -hmm. that sense um so that's always important when we talk about this because then that's the next question if especially if you come from a roman catholic background is what about you know is this an appropriate term to continue calling her in a sense yes if you're referring to her at that point she was the virgin mary but she didn't stay the virgin mary
2: right Right. And, and also, you know, just because this comes up, you mentioned Roman Catholics. You might have uh, been raised with this exultant view of Mary as the co-mediatrix, right? She is, you really, you could just pray right Queen to her. Of heaven. And then the other, I think, poor reaction is to say, oh, she was nothing. She was dirty, no. rotten sinner. No, there, there, was, there was something. Hail
1: Mary that, full of grace. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. the angel came to her and said this to her. You know what I mean? There, there was definitely yeah. uh, you have found favor, right, with the Lord. Right. So, like, yeah, no, she, she's definitely a hero of the Christian faith. Absolutely. I mean, what I mean, what an honor that she had that she got to bear
2: God. Yeah, <laughs> Simeon, you know, he'd been wait, he'd waited his entire life just to see the Messiah, the light of Israel. Right. Mary got to bear him. <laughs>
0: that's, yes,
1: that's unique. you very, very unique. Yeah. So we need to recognize her role in mm-hmm. in. Uh, In history, I mean, it's phenomenal.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I want to end with this. Your all's favorite uh, Christmas tradition with your families. Christmas
2: morning, watching the kids open their gifts. Yeah. And uh, before that, we read either Matthew two or Luke two, and we explain why do we give gifts, and um, we explain the gospel. So we make sure this is rooted in what Christ did for us and giving himself as a gift. And now we can give in return of his giving to us. And then just watching their faces light up. They're so, I mean, they're so excited. It's oh, like yeah. Christmas morning is is everything to them. They wait for it all year long. That's yep. my favorite.
1: Yeah, same same here. That and uh, a lot of times, you know, like the eggnog and drunken arguments with uncles and cousins <laughs> and so forth. And
2: Not mom, Gary, you know. the drunken uncles and aunts. <laughs> Thanks for no, time. no, no. We don't have any of that. No,
1: I would say in the morning, we read the Christmas story, talk about the gospel.
0: It's sure fun. Yeah, place. it's so much fun with kids. Everybody yeah. is yeah. on
1: the same page. So why we're doing this? Where did this tradition come from? What's the why are we giving gifts? What are we going to be
0: mindful of? You know, and I know there this year C- these kids aren't getting gifts from him that much. <laughs> They're all <laughs> in the <suitcases>. worst. <laughs> and Christian Calvin and Silas are gonna be like, "Are you kicking us out?" Why we have <laughs> <in> luggage. <laughs> You're almost mother. Seat.
1: Mother, of course, she can't resist. So now I'm looking at what's under the tree, and I'm oh, like, "Oh, she got gifts too." What's didn't the she? difference? You know what I mean? Like she went ahead
2: and got him stuff, and then we're gonna go to Nashville. That's awesome. Yeah. What time are you picking me up? hey, okay, get me some princess hat chicken on your way back, please. Yeah, I, I
0: agree with you all. So, we got the same thing, yeah, for sure. Man, if you could pick that up, oh, that would be yeah, good. Um, last fun little question for you guys. I just thought of if Jesus's birthday is the 25th and he was born at night, was he born in the midnight into the 25th? And is that why we do candlelight on the 24th, or should we switch our candlelight service to the 25th? He was born in the early mornings of the, of the 25th, so should we meet super early? for yes. candlelight at like 2 a.m 2 a.m would that be more it's more biblical well you could we yeah. want to be most biblical well the early church thought he was conceived in
2: the springtime
1: yeah and no, that, he wasn't so, born
2: on the 25th but
1: yeah no so he was born so how do you to use know? that term there's no way it's not possible <laughs> we know when the shepherds were in the fields and all that and it wouldn't have been that it would have been in December
2: there's a lot of dispute around it no that's
1: yeah but so it's a date that was picked by the church because the pagans were using that day as well. So they just converged it, baptized it, and christened it and called it Christmas. But, uh, but no, so yeah, no, Christ, so she, they would have showed up, been rejected at the end. All that stuff would have went on on the 24th. And then early in the morning on the 25th is when she would have been given birth. And that's when the star would have showed up.
0: Tell What's you what, your- my kids were born late at night. And there was no magical star. No, it was like no. Hell on earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it continues Jesus, to be that way. Did he make? Did he cry? <laughs> yes. The song says no crying.
2: Well, the song is like favorite Christmas song. <laughs> favorite Christmas that song, song is junk. Favorite Christmas song. You're a mean one. <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Mister Gary. Right, let me gotta be,
1: tell that story.
0: Is that is that really your favorite? I was playing Christmas music. I just clicked the Christmas playlist. And I think Gary is at, at that the point. Moose. Were you all meeting upstairs? Yeah. he goes and just turns, <laughs> turns the music off. So I come out. I if you guys remember the Moose,
1: off. we were in the back behind the curtain. Pastor John, would he had essentially a Sunday school class. And I was back there and I hear, you're a mean one. <laughs> this is Sunday morning. Now, keep in mind, I was still pretty new, maybe six, seven, eight months in the church. Michael and I had met many times. I knew his view on, uh, in fact, I may have even asked him like right up front, like, do you guys play secular music before church? Because that's the new trendy thing, you just yeah. play pop rock, I hate that. Same. And so Mark or, uh, Michael's like, absolutely not, no way, that makes me sick, we're not doing secular music before church, we don't care, whatever. So I had that in my head, right? So then I'm here, fast forward six, eight months, whatever it is, you're you know a one. You know? So I'm like, oh crap, Michael doesn't know that there's... Se- so well. I jump up, I go out to the main area. Michael's not there.
0: I run up to You me. got I Jared remember. to do it, I think. Jared knew how to click pause. Because yep. I asked him, I said, don't help so Gary I, next time. I ran <laughs> he's over. He's going to play run, for the I whole song. To pause. Like, we didn't even put it back on it. So it was just silent. And so I then ran I get over to out by the my steps. wife. Like, Why there are steps it up there.
1: The steps that we go down, we kind of have our greeter area there. Michael's, not, I don't know where he's at outside so, people he's outside or that I mean, you may have did a facebook live or something you are outside so then i run over right. thinking here i am being helpful i run over and tell jared to shut that off
2: <laughs> so so what is your favorite christmas song it can be the mean one mr grinch that's christmas that's Pig. well it is Pig. So, my
0: favorite christmas song <laughs> mine's a holy
2: night I like Oh uh, Come, Oh Come o- That is yeah. just oh, yeah, that's an ancient rich. song. That is. Do you know that
0: Trans yeah. Siberian Orchestra, Carol the Belles. That's a great one too. Ooh. How about fa- <laughs> favorite Christmas Come Emmanuel?
1: Might be my,
2: It's tied with The Holy Night. Number one Christmas movie:
0: Die Hard. I, I won't accept. I've never seen Die Hard. No, I have. Michael, I'm not. My favorite. Are either. you pulling Honestly, my life? My favorite Christmas music uh, movie would probably have to be Jingle All the Way.
2: Oh, that's a great. So one. I was a kid, statement. like
0: yeah, and that was out. And um, I just showed that to Melee the other day. I was like, Michael, what are we watching? I'm like, cause the quality, like the video, she's like, this is clearly an older movie. Michael, do you know what our kids are watching? I'm like, yes, I clicked it. Sit down, like, <laughs> go watch it with the kids. You
1: guys are both wrong. It's to save Christmas.
0: Oh, uh, we watched that. You, what you a would like, movie.
1: you would like you know stuff. Either that
2: or Home Alone. Home Alone's a classic. Uh, Christmas story but Ernest is one of the most lame I watched him too when I was younger Ernest but yeah. he has got to be one of the most lame Don't actors say. in the entire Don't world.
0: Say. So how dare you? They, you, they have a new you, home. You Lord. wouldn't even
2: have Christmas right now if it wasn't for Ernest because he saved it. <laughs> he saved it. Listen, <laughs> we're watching Die Hard right now. Clear your schedule. We're actually not. I'm just gonna. I've never seen Die I'm Hard. I'm gonna download it. I've how have seen, you never seen Die Hard? I've never, never had, and I've never seen Godfather. Goodness, there's a lot of work. There's other movies I haven't yeah, seen. Something's something something wrong with, with being being you. You're not watching Godfather. and being such a. I know, and uh, I. I love mobster. I love have you seen
0: Donnie Donnie Brasco?
2: Yes. I'm not a movie guy. That
0: is one of my favorites. I'm
2: not a movie guy. Oh, I'm not. I just. I don't watch a lot. I of question
0: movies. our friendship now. All right, church. You all have a merry Christmas. We hope to see you all for our candlelight service um, tomorrow evening at seven p.m. over at the church building. And uh, if we don't see you, we pray. Black that, high formal event. Yeah, we pray that you would just have uh, a wonderful evening and a great Saturday celebrating the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. And of course, if we don't see you then, we'll see you on Sunday as we close up the book of Ruth. And we hope that this podcast helped you to put Jesus in the perspective. If you have any questions, you can go to slash ask, send those questions in, and of course, we will give them a biblical response on our podcast or reach out to you if necessary or blog. Um, we would absolutely love to just help you grow in your faith. All right, church, go and honor God in all that you do. Observe the things he's commanded. Provide to the needs of others and extend the offer that's been extended to you. Peace. Merry Christmas. Boom.